You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, 7.07 in the morning, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of The Voice, local news and talk. So, so far I did a little more research. So, Paradigm has done, did seven grand for Rex Scott and 4000 for Sharon Bronson. So, they're already in for $11,000 of campaign finance while they were getting, before or after getting their, uh, their amazing deals for millions of dollars. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning. And, and I'm going to stop you. Good morning, everybody. Nice. I missed you guys so much. Okay? We missed you. It was too now, quiet last month. Now, listen, that's 11000 that you know about. Remember? <laughs> that you know about. That That is documented. It's the other part that you don't know about that is the concern. Wow. What could that, what could that manifest itself because as they funnel a it in a, they funnel it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's time to go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole show where I go through all of Rex Scott's donations. I think that'll be and you know I, 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 I'm I'm gonna uh, say one thing right here, yes. starting here on in. <laughs> you know, I chaired the Pima County Affordable Housing Trust Commission. Okay, I, I should say Affordable they Housing have, Commission. They haven't gotten rid of it yet. No, actually, okay. actually, I've gotten kudos uh, because yeah. I, because I do understand this market, okay, and it and I and in all fairness, I try to do it where it is a blend. One, where of, it listen, is a one of the listeners want to know how many board of soup relatives work for Paradigm. <laughs> oh, oh, should we get started <laughs> no, 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 on my no, no, little no. elevator ride? Okay, yeah, someday I will disclose the conversation in the elevator <laughs> yeah. with a former board of supervisor who is not a Republican. Okay, so figure it from. There. Anyways, um, and and so I'm looking at. Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. There, I was uh, talking about paradigm. Oh, oh, paradigm. Okay. Yes. So. Oh no, sorry. Well, I got you. You were talking about you're chairing this affordable oh, housing yes, yes. thing. Yes. Okay. So, and I believe it was Kim, who is is she chief of staff for Supervisor Scott? Yeah. Okay. Chalander. And very, very, very nice. She used to work for FN. And she ran in the primary, so we wouldn't be subjected to Donna Cazares Kelly, and she lost, and so then she oh, she okay. got out of there. Did not know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gabriella. Uh, very Gabriella. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Donna. Wherever we're, we're you're both, at. Boy, this is Monday. Our, our brains are a little <laughs> fried. I think today. Anyways, uh, very very nice individual and a staff member at Pima County. And one of the things that she said to me was that you know Supervisor Scott is. Um, pretty adamant about making sure that we follow like procedures, proper protocol, etc. And for that, I'm going to say to supervisors, Scott, thank you. Because that is now going to be my example when we go through, especially certain things we're going to be covering today. And I'm going to encourage... He, he, super- he did forget there was a truth and taxation hearing going on <laughs> when he said, why are we having this? We're not raising taxes. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> that, was, that was just not being able to connect the dots. That's all. As Maxwell Smart would say, missed it by that much. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to uh, actually missed today, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> today. I want to dedicate a lot of what we're going to be talking about to Supervisor Scott and saying, I encourage you, and I will point out where you need to go back and question your other supervisors about, are they following procedure? Is there a protocol? Are we in violation? Are we in agreement? And for that, I will support you, Supervisor uh, 
Scott. However, should you fail to do that, then that means you're failing on your own beliefs. Okay, now. Our, our theme is a, an American oh, film producer. Yes, yes. I, I was looking through some of my material yesterday, and, and I love Samuel Goldwyn. Okay, now he was born in 1882, passed away in 1974. He was a Polish-born American film producer. And I love, you got to take a look at some of his quotes. They're precious. This one I found, though, he says, we're dealing with facts, not realities. <laughs> and I'm like going, oh, that is the epitome of everything that we're looking at in today's board of supervisors meeting. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about open borders to the trafficking of people and drugs. What it is is we do have in Pima County, they're saying these are the facts. These are the facts. You're going to see it all throughout the agenda today. But let's take about what the, let's take a look at what the realities really are. Okay. So, and, and let's, let's start out with Agenda 11, County Administrator. Now, remember when Adelita was just like raising hell recently about the fact of there's no attachments to this on the agenda, blah, 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 right? That's her. She's the chair. Okay. I'm sorry, but here is a repeat of it. Here's an update from Jan Lesher regarding she's going to be addressing the homelessness and public safety. And I commend Jan for doing this. But here's the thing. Adelita, if you're going to gripe about, I almost said something else. If you're going <laughs> to gripe about something, make sure you gripe about it equally across the board. So if you're going to gripe about the fact that there's no attachment, there's no link, then you know what? Cite this, drop it from the agenda, have them go back and put a memo in there and attach it. Because otherwise, the public has no idea. And I, I, I commend Jan for doing this, okay? But come on, let's, let's not just have a... It's a, definitely a little sloppy. Yeah. So, Adelita, clean your house, darling. Let's okay? do one more quick one, and then uh, I want to go to break. Oh, oh well, let's do vital records. <laughs> okay. Because when I come back, I want to get to uh, Laura Conover is oh. barring a person from attending Board of Soups meetings for 90 days. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is Agenda 17. This is Vital Records. Now, I want the reason why I think this is interesting, I'm going to give you my own experience on this with the state of Michigan, with that lunatic governor they have. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I need to get a copy of my birth certificate. So I go to the state of Michigan and say, hey, you know, and they use Vital Records. Okay. It's the same company, basically. That Now, it's not vital records problem or anything, but I'm going to tell you the example that came. So I get my birth certificate, and I notice that my mother's name is spelled completely wrong. So I asked them to go back and correct it. And they said, well, if you're born before, let's say, 1988, the only way that we can correct your mother's name on here is we have to drop your father's name. I said, what? They didn't spell it like in the Rito <laughs> program with a PH, did they? Oh, I, oh, that is due. That is due as they tell me to the general manager. Wait, hint, hint. Wait, Joe, you you Mike were born Weiss. before eighty eight. Pardon? You were born before eighty eight. Oh, I love you. I love you. Oh my God, let me turn around and kiss you. Okay. Yes. So now I had a choice. Yeah. I could either have a birth certificate that had my mother's name spelled correctly. But then I would have no father on there, and so it would look like I was born out of wedlock, so to speak, back then. Or, you know, I I'm mean, sure no one's ever called you a bastard before. <laughs> no, <laughs> quite, quite frankly, they haven't. They've used the other B. <laughs> and I, I, I wear that with a badge of honor. Me okay? too. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All so, right. Here in the club. <laughs> All right. So I'm ready for this next segment. Do we have to go to break? How much time do we, we have? We got to go to break. And Get ready, folks, because this is, without a doubt, one of the most egregious acts I have ever seen come out of Pima County. That's a tease. Yes. All right. It's Joanne's uh, theme song, Nowhere to Run. Here oh, we go. Yes, Martha. Here we go. <laughs> it's uh, Kiki D's birthday today. I love this song. Love Kiki D. You guys have similar haircuts, you and Kiki D. I just noticed that. Oh, Very on. nice. Oh, thank you. Okay. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's from the, wasn't Kiki D in like the 60s, late 60s? I think so, early yeah. 70s. Yeah. So yes. that's Dr. D. Filippo. Dr. Joanne <laughs> yeah. D. Filippo. Yes. So a... Um, Kiki D, Dr. D. <laughs> I didn't think about the that. The D's, the D's. Uh, so Steve Christie uh, has it uh, as an addendum item tomorrow. And it's... Uh, it's addendum three. Discussion, direction, action regarding asserted... Asserted... Board of Soups policy violations during call of the public, enforcement and action taken directed by board council on an unspecified date against a call to public speaker. Yes. Now attached to Oh, there to is that. no date on this, is there? <laughs> on the lawyer thing. On the letter. Well, uh, uh, Laura, Laura, dear, <laughs> you need to learn how to do letters, it's Laura, true. dear. It's an official okay. letter with the Laura Conover on top. <laughs> There's no date on it. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no. It wasn't Laura, though. It's Sam who wrote the letter. Well, that's like, expected. So, I mean, oh my God. What it's got you, her name on the damn thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. That's, that's part of electioneering. Okay, no. I mean, Laura... Shock Jock Radio did, did, <laughs> would like you to put a date on an official letter. <laughs> this is like the thing with Lewis Taylor. Oh, it was just a draft. <laughs> yeah. So what Sam did was he used uh, departmental stationery. And Laura makes sure that her name is there on the Pima County Attorney's Office. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm against that because as far as I'm concerned, that's just Laura trying to put her name on everything. Oh, she's, or a, any she's a grandstander. Yeah. So, your, I'm your Pima County attorney. Yes, so here's what we have. I don't know if you want to say the person's name, but it is public. It's public information. Uh, okay. Just say your first name. Shirley. Yep. So Shirley received a letter from Sam Brown. Sam Brown, former TUSD lawyer with Adelita, moved over to the... Board of Soups. The infamous Samuel E. Brown. Okay. And he writes this letter to Miss Shirley. And he's saying basically, you know, on January 24th, February 7th, and February 21st, you engaged in violations of board policy by making personal or slanderous remarks. And then he goes on to state, you know, on January 24th, well, you, you know, you went in and you uh, are talking about pedophilia charges against Matt Hines. On February 7th, you conducted to call for charges to be filed against Mr. Hines for alleged acts. On February 21st, you stated, immediately following the oral presentations by members of the audience, I was threatened by Adelita Grijalva, and she's asking, where is the leadership? Why isn't anyone demanding a full investigation into facts? Well, pedophile, pedophile, pedophile. Okay. Now, Miss Shirley, as we well know, when we watched the meeting we did see that miss shirley you know made this reference to calling out to matt hines at you know being a pedophile now here's the thing and you know i've had a discussion about this i'm not in favor of anyone calling anyone names i i don't care who you are okay but here's here's what's really upsetting about this this letter goes on to state that this miss shirley is now in violation of board policy and she may be quote barred from further audience before the board. 
Sam goes on to say, as a result of your repeated actions in making personal or slanderous remarks at at multiple board meetings, you are hereby barred from audience before the board for three months, effective immediately and ending June 1, 2023. And then he goes on to threaten her again and says, if you continue to do this even more, you're going to face even more recriminations. Well, you know what? I have a message for Sam Brown for Adelita Grijalva and for Matt Hines and for all the other Board of Supervisors, and I hope Supervisor Christie, you are listening to this. No one, I don't care if you're sitting on the dais or doing a call to the public, no one should be calling anyone names. And do you remember when Matt Hines very liberally said, called children typhoid Marys? Okay, or Matt Hines st- stayed in the back room. He didn't want to face the public. I called to the public. So here is my challenge to Supervisor Adelita Grijalva. If you're going to go after someone from the call to the public, then Don, you better go after that supervisor who is equally guilty of these types of abusive behavioral patterns. I'm sure she'll tell you she wasn't board chair when all that went down. You know what? Sam did this letter. Of course, we don't know the date on the letter, okay? But obviously, well, well that's recently. the thing, right? So it says okay. 90 days, yes. and it's going to be, well, from what date? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is well, this- he, he gives you the end date. He gives you the end date. <laughs> Here's my thing about it. This letter was issued during Adelita's reign. We know that because you can take a look at the 90-day period, etc. Yeah. Besides that, Adelita was one who was making all kinds of noise on the dais. Adelita is the chair. Adelita, you go and you treat everybody equally. If not, you are equally as guilty of abusive behavior as everyone it's else. Not like, it's not like she came out and condemned Matt for calling uh, small children typhoid, typhoid Marys. Marys. Two-way street. I'm sorry. How dare you I go? mean, she opines about everything else going on in the world. Yeah. You know, when Matt calls children typhoid Marys, yes. open your stupid mouth. Or, you know, just his behavioral patterns on the days when someone just objects to whether it's wearing masks or COVID shots or whatever, uh, you know, whether you want to accept it or not, that be, he has, he does not contain his negative behavior. Absolutely not. He's one of the first ones to voice out. What I find absolutely... And she didn't say anything about him hiding in the back. No, and I find that absolutely egregious. Now, again, I'm going back and state this. We... As citizens, the only way we have to remove someone from office is by either doing a recall or not electing them in the future. And for the, I, I hope for Matt Hines' sake that he chooses not to run again for election. But in the meantime, I am going to challenge Adelita, and I'm going to keep doing this week after week. If you want to go after the public, you go after your supervisors also. Matt Hines should face some type of recriminations for not wanting to face the public and sitting in that back room and hiding. That's what he was doing. And he was being ignorant and intolerant of the public. The Paradigm Labs of hotel companies uh, jot uh, properties. We're going to give them more money for illegal uh, immigrant housing. Yes. Yes. Now let's go to this. So we only got a couple minutes. Are we done with that one? I think so. August 13th of 21, they approved just over $2 million to these people. You're saying the contract is now almost $13 million? Yes, it's $12.8 million now. Well, this started out as a $2 million contract. This is now $12 million. This is where I go back to what is fact versus reality. Matthew. May I ask, would the approval requirements for this new level of 
of funding. What did you say, twelve point eight mil now? Well, so, it's the it's the accumulative total now. With, with with the review requirements for the new value have been higher if they'd have set out with that as being the original goal of the contract. Well, tr trust me, they didn't. A lot of this has to do. I mean, with were they able to fast track it through at a lower level and then scope growth? Um, no, what it, what it basically is, remember, this is all as the federal funding is released. W what this really is, it's just telling you the fun the feds are releasing more and more and more and more money. That's what that the is. The procurement side of this, they didn't have to go, they, is this under the emergency procurement again? Yes, it so is under the emergency. To... So they don't put it out to bid, okay? <laughs> There's uh, plenty of empty I mean, hotels this, this is, who would this love is, to have this piece of business. This is the antithesis of what Katie Hobbs is doing right now. Calling back contracts saying, this did not go off for proper procurement. Bing, Pima County, here's an example right here. All right, the, the Kiki D uh, song you never knew existed. Here we go. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 voice. All right, 734 in the morning. We are celebrating Chris Squire's birthday, bassist founder of, one of the founders of Yes with John Anderson. Uh, a lot of good birthdays today. Uh, Noah, don't forget Matt Hines insulted Sharon when she was chair, when she attempted but failed to control open meeting laws for interrupting the call of the public. Matt not only slanders and insults the public, but Christy and Sharon as well. Exactly. Exactly. And I, that's why I keep saying, if you're going to send those type of egregious letters to members of the call to the public, to constituents, then by God, you better hold those supervisors equally accountable. As long as Matt Hines continues to allow Sharon, sorry, Adelita's hand up his nether regions to treat him like a puppet on votes, he can get away with anything he wants. That's right, because That's she needs learned. his vote and he needs hers. And I'm going to tell you, the media in this town celebrated when he said kids are typhoid marys. Yes. Because they were so in on the narrative, right, which has all been proven false, all right? They were so in on the narrative that a city, county supervisor can call children can basically slander children and get away with it. Yeah. And get, wait, and here's the thing that is that is just despicable. Not only is he a board of supervisor, but what is this man's main job? Uh, he uh, takes care of his dying father in Michigan. Okay, that other job. You know the one he where he a, wears he those a, little has, teal he has, colored. He has a scribe business. Yeah, he said that too. Re, no, remember that job where he wears those teal colored matching tops and bottoms. Oh yes, he's a doctor. Yes, and not only that, where is he a doctor? TMC. And not only that, where in TMC is he a doctor? The emergency room. Ugh. Okay. Good boy. Which is where you would most likely see a lot of people that if they were coming in with either COVID or COVID associated, et cetera. And that's why he's doing the typhoid Mary. Let's go to the economic development plan. Let's uh, do this. Uh, you know, I, this I'm telling hot. you, I w as I was driving here and you said, I hope DeFilippo is listening. I was like, I was screaming in my truck. Going, you can't, this cannot possibly be true. Okay. I mean, that's, what's great about all this stuff that we like, again, when we were talking about uh, Pima County spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on the guys from Brooklyn to convince Hispanic women to get the COVID jab. Yes. I mean, who, I mean, Monty Python couldn't write that up, right? <laughs> the, hey, how you doing, Lupita? You, you don't want to get the shot. If you don't get it, you could end up dead like Vinny the Fish you with the cement galoshes in uh, Sheep's Head Bay. How about that, pal? Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. Here's $100,000, Gino. So, 
Okay, so now what we've got, this is this is precious. You just couldn't ask for it. As I'm driving here, I'm like going, oh, my gosh, he doesn't realize. There's Stiletto. Oh. Stiletto's on there, too. Yes, got their name yes. On, thank God. That's that, that's that party that we had to contract because we don't have any competent people in economic development or the $650,000 year we that figured we paid it out. to Sun Corridor. Between Sun Corridor and what's sitting at, at um, Pima County Economic Development, there's at least one to one and a half mil worth of payroll there. Yeah. And we had to hire an outside, hire company an outside company to do interviews with business owners. And I'm sorry, but I am looking at the... How many pages? Hey, how do you like business here? This is, uh, this is Tony from Stiletto. Yeah. How you doing, huh? Oh, yeah, the crime's got you down. Stop being a wuss. Okay, so... <laughs> So what this is, is Jan did a memo and it's dated March 3rd. And she basically says, okay, look, Board of Supervisors, we're going to, I want you to take a look at this plan that establishes strategies for achieving inclusive economic growth and upward mobility, growing workforce and increasing prosperity. I want to repeat that, listeners. Okay, our economic development strategy is going to look at economic growth and upward mobility growing our workforce, and increasing prosperity. Now, as I'm driving here, you had this very interesting conversation about these two companies. Sure. One, one being Pinnacle. Okay. No, Paradigm, I mean, Paradigm Laboratories. Paradigm. Paradigm. That they donated at least $11,000 to Rick yes. Scott and Sharon Bronson as they're getting contracts renewed for COVID testing. Now, let's take a look at Paradigm. What kind of work does Paradigm do for us for the contract? Uh, they're doing... Uh, COVID testing. Okay. Do you think that's economic growth and upward mobility? Zippo. Do you think Zippo that it is... Zippo Filippo. Do you think that it is growing the workforce? Zippo. Do you think that it is increasing prosperity? Zero. <laughs> yeah, my Zero. pal Jimmy oh, Warner. My, li- my little dean. <laughs> okay. So we, say, uh, we see that Paradigm has failed as part of the economic strategy. They're saving plan. lives, yes. Joanne. Yes. They're saving lives. What, what I find interesting I'm going to do the is, whole segment in Brooklyn. What I find interesting <laughs> is how we have taken COVID, COVID-19, COVID-associated 19, okay, yep. and taken it, and it has become an economic driver, okay? It's how true. A pandemic has become an economic driver. It is. We got nothing else, Filippo. <laughs> What we got that, nothing else. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about this community? Well, and again, right, it's not private. It's no no private money is going into this stuff, right? Your job as a community is to attract not just money from your own people that work, live and work there, outside investment yes. into what's private investment. Yes. Right? So when you say, hey, look at us. We got government money that was printed or borrowed that's blowing up inflation and screwing the working poor. But you know something? Paradigm's killing it. Yes. I mean, that's where you're at. So here's what I want to say to Stiletto. 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 (laughs) Being the Sicilian that I am. Stiletto. Okay? Stiletto. I think you need to go back to the drawing board. Because out of those three strategies that you identified, and you did this after meeting with 100 stakeholders, 490 survey responses, seven focus groups, 37 interviews, and 55,000 data points collected. And out of that, the two companies who rated within that top list you gave, magazine. neither one of them fit within the economic development strategies for this region. Go back to the drawing board. So I would love, so my thing is, I don't know if it's in any of the 
attachments. But I think a, a good thing would to would be to request the raw data that they collected from the from the business owners. I would love to see what was actually told to them by business owners. Oh, I, I'd love to see. We could do a two-hour show on that. Well, first of all, I'd love to see when this work was done. Right. Okay. Now, I mean, are they regurgitating something that that was produced by someone else? Now, or something I, I, else? I'm looking at you at the the the, the PowerPoint here, well, Joanne. So I'm just going to page one, introduction. Yes. Right? Now, TUSD grads, introduction's usually at the beginning. Now, wait, okay? let, let me just say this yeah, yes, for, for our listeners. It's an attachment to Jan's memo that's dated March 3rd. And what it's labeled, it looks like a little PowerPoint, Economic Development Strategy 2023 to 2026. Okay? Pima County, Arizona. Okay, so now go they, ahead. they got the cute little picture. Now they, they've learned not to always use the folkloric dances, <laughs> yeah. right? So we got a picture of some fountain, okay? Yeah. Now, what they didn't show you are the three homeless guys taking a dump in this thing, well, actually, right? They didn't show what, you that. What's really it's, interesting okay. is the fountain has water in it. <laughs> because because the fountain never has water in it, okay? Be, and they purposely do not put water in there because the homeless bathe in there. Okay. So now, that's you, one misnomer. Now, I'm okay. going to turn the tables on you, uh, Ms. Filippo. okay? Teacher Filippo. When we look at the opening paragraph under the word introduction, right? Mm-hmm. The key word that I see that's bad here, the phrase, is the one that's in quotes. Can you read that to everyone? The three words are in quotes. The critical convener? Right. Okay. So this is the problem. They see themselves as the convener of economic development and business. And you know, I do want to say... That's wrong. Rex wrong. Scott Rex Scott did say this. He, he asked a question and he said, wait a minute, all these other regions of the county have their own economic development plans. How are we making sure that we integrate what they're doing with ours? And this, this is a beautiful answer, and it's included in the memo. And it basically says, well, we've made sure that we include them in our responses. Hello? Ask a question, answer with a question. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes. it's a joke. Okay. okay. So now we see. So I just want to say this. When you say you're a convener. Yes. What that means, what that means is this. And I do want to tell you. The, the phrase convener is something that you're seeing in a lot of the Build Back Better grant application. Uh, it's the new okay. sh- it's a new shovel ready. The, what it is, is it's two <laughs> new phrases coming out. One, if you're a convener, because what the Build Back Better Money is trying to do is to create these regional approaches. So what they'll ask you is, what is your ability to serve as a convener? Okay. You're seeing it show up here. The other is, uh, what they're now asking is, what is the impact? Instead of looking at what are the outcomes, benchmarks, deliverables, the, what is the impact? So you're going to see a li- those two phrases show up more and more. The convener and the impact. I like uh, one of the definitions of convener is a senior trade union official that actually is in the workplace. But <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing. They'll they'll say convening when I assume when they say it they think they're bringing people together. That's they're, their. They're, they're right? able to cold communication forms. So That's to not speak. their job. Their job is environment, right? What is the environment that businesses operate in? That's it. That's their job. They can't do it. They've been an F for twenty at least twenty years on that, right? So, again, unsafe environment. Right back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right, education's in the toilet. Right, not an educated workforce. 
Safety. Right. Safety. Infrastructure's hell. Oh, oh my God. Just drive down I-10 going through the main part. Like, uh, it's atrocious. I have to hang onto my steering wheel. And when Joe and I first started the show, we would say that one of the things that was a problem in Pima County and Tucson was it, the, it is an unfair playing field. Right, it's not a level playing field for all businesses to establish their businesses and grow their businesses. Well, here. you can see, you can right? see because that. it's all about who you know. Yes. Still to this day. Yes. Look at Worldview. Look at the battery folks. Look at all these people. And don't. It's about who pe- you know, don't, not. Don't all those people fit into these categories where they say, "Oh, we're going to put our money here," but haven't all of them virtually been abusers and users of our resources? of get, getting advantages off the taxpayer. Yet, Tucson Tamale, who shows up as one of two. Okay. Right. It's a bona fide business. I'm sorry, but Paradigm is a, it's a lecherous corporation. It's it's feeding off of a pandemic. Right. It is egregious. I'll use that phrase over and over today. It is egregious the amount of money that this company has been able to infiltrate off of Pima County. Oh, it's again, this is where, so I'm telling you, um, this is anything that's coming out of Pima County economic development is a joke. It doesn't match. It's it a doesn't, joke. it doesn't match the reality to the facts. It just doesn't match. Samuel Goldwyn, your words have applied to this today. In the end, if you're a business anywhere in this region, concentrate on the edges if you really want to work and develop your business in Southern Arizona, Marana, Sarita, and Vail one day. That's where you do do your work on the edges. Because working with the two municipalities that control the middle, it's a lose. They bend over backwards to help these other companies that want to come. They give, they throw money left and right. Again, Worldview, all of these th- uh, people coming through here. And the, 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 the regular business that wants to scale up here, you can go to hell. No, and I'm going right. to... And again, so one last thing. I said it earlier at last hour, Matt and I were talking about, you have this world-class research university that's doing tech, tech transfer, <laughs> yeah. and none of those companies involved with the University of Arizona can make a top li- company list and, what, and growth. What, uh, that's a problem. Was there a cutoff on the number on the top? Top what? 166. Okay. 166 growth based on the last 24 months. Yet, out of those 166, the two companies that were noted for this region, neither one of them fit in the categories of our economic development strategic plan. All right, one more segment to go. Where do you want to end up with when we come back? Do you want to do the zillions of dollars going to COVID money? Do you want to do the RTA next ballot? What do you want to do? Well, I think, well, we can cover that RTA next ballot because that's that's a quick one. I, I really want to take a look at what's going on with grant acceptance as it relates to COVID because remember, little Biden has said we no longer have an emergency, yet we have millions and millions and millions still being disseminated to perpetrate the lie. Yeah, well, remember, we're doing $13 million for a Red Roof Inn. Yes, that's just one of many. We haven't got to world dining today. And, All right. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're on Wake Up Tucson. One more segment with Dr. D. Filippo. Brother Joe coming up at the top of the hour. Wake Up Tucson, 10th third of the voice, local news and talk. Little Sweet Home, Alabama. This, I'm sure, will get me on the Shock Jock Radio with uh, Laura Conover. Here we go. All right. Happy birthday to David Gilmore of uh, a little band called Pink Floyd. 
Uh, we're hanging out with Dr. D. Filippo and then uh, Brother Joe coming up at the top of the hour. Dr. D, uh, Agenda 25, which sounds like a sci-fi episode of, uh, you know, Box 13. Um, grant 25 through 29 are all grant acceptances that look like federal through the st- and or through the state Mostly COVID stuff. Yeah. I, what I want to point Back out Back up the truck, baby. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, Biden has declared, remember, it's no longer an emergency, which has thrown everything into chaos because, one, you've still got a lot of money that's left out there to spend. He also said Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> He's actually said a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense. Okay. So, and and I keep going back to what, what, you know, we keep, we have to, it's not that we keep, we have to keep perpetuating this narrative of the COVID-19, the badness, the illness. Well, actually with you missing last week, we didn't get to talk about uh, still retaining Dr. Cullen as as an employee. Uh. (laughs) Oh. We'll have to save that uh, for the next one. Yes. All right. So how much money are we talking about here? Because we got from rental assistant. I assume there's more. Well. The one you were telling me, the marketing. Oh, the marketing oh, was. The one from the. Okay. Now remember this. Okay. We're not happy. We Pima County Health Department <laughs> are not happy because those Mexican and Latina women, especially in Moran, I believe Moran was targeted. <laughs> <laughs> these, these women have said, uh-uh, no me da la vacuna, which means don't you give me that vaccination. You mean okay? independent and Repu- Republican Hispanics don't want <laughs> yeah. anything to do with it? <laughs> I think they're Democrats, a lot of them, okay, <laughs> who basically they said, don't put that crap inside me, okay? Amen, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so we've now, remember, we've got a whole section of money going out to somebody to go in and what they're going to do they're going to try and mitigate these women's minds they, they've got to go in there and do this social norming process to get these women to see you've got to have that so that was 120 G's to uh, Vito and Gino in Brooklyn are going to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah I love it I love it I love so it. agenda 25 I don't want to run out of time okay. 10 million bucks for more we're going, emergency we're going rental to go in assistance. and add 10 more in for emergency rental assistance too you know what I say to this give us a report I want to see, one, how much have we spent? Two, where has it been spent? I'd I'd actually like to see a Who's distributing the funds? Well, remember, if you recall correctly, it used to be between the city of Tucson and Pima County. Right, then the city said they weren't going to do it. Yeah, so, and then what it is is... Why did the city not want to do it? Because that was one of Rahina's big things. Well, the money was running out at the city. Okay, they ran out of money, but they didn't apply again. But rumor has, a little source tells me, the reason why they didn't apply, they can't figure out what the heck they're doing with what they had already. Okay, <laughs> you got to be accountable. You know, the feds are coming in to audit all this stuff. I'm sure right? the Biden administration will be very... Uh very, very uh, forgiving. With thorough, them. yes. I'm sure they'll be quite thorough. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So we got $10 million for 10 that. Million there. Uh, then, no, so, but the so Pima County is just distributing it directly. They don't have a nonprofit buddy who's taking their scrape it or appear, anything. It appears to be directly. Okay. 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 Then what we're going is we're going to do Just enough the wet might be. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a contract coming in from the Arizona Department of Health Services. And this is going to provide for the Arizona Prescription Drug Overdose Prevention Program. And we're getting seven. Hundred and seventy-five thousand six hundred and eighty-eight dollars five-year term. Okay, it's one hundred and fifty-five thousand per year. And when you see the words GTA, that means grant award. So that means it's the first contract. If you saw a GTAM, it would mean that is an amendment 
to an existing award. That's how you read that. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. Of course, you have your note, just close the border. We could make this a lot <laughs> that's, easier. That's exactly what I say. You know, <laughs> just close the damn border, okay? All right. No, let's throw more money at it. Now we've got another one, which is from the Arizona Department of Health Services. This is an amendment. So you see where you see GTAM? Yes. Okay. That's an amendment to an existing contract. And we're going to provide for the COVID-19 ELC funding for K-12 school reopening. We're going to extend this grant period to 731-23, and we're going to amend the grant language. Now, what that means is they got money still to spend. What's okay? ELC? I must, I, I, I'm not sure exactly. Let me see, right. but So what we're talking about for K through 12 it. opening, so this is something that they, they pretended to do work in the last two school years, but we're finally getting the money well, now? The, what they're going to do here is they're going to implement the quote-unquote not-alone campaign to destigmatize youth mental health services. Wait a minute, I thought this was COVID. Okay. A robust media campaign through radio, television, social media, and print ads will connect K-12 populations to the resource webpage and connect eligible individuals and community-based behavioral health services. The campaign will be included on the Pima Helpline website. Okay. So you uh, see what's going on here? How much? Well, no, remember, this is a no-cost extension. So that means that they were originally given, from what I see here, the original amount that was in there, and I'm looking at the documentation attached to it, was approximately $6.8 million. God dang. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna- wait, wait, you'll love this. Okay, $6.8 million. All right, $290,000 for salaries and wages. You know how much <laughs> is given out in professional and outside services? 23,000. Six million. Oh. <laughs> so, wait, you know what that's telling you? We're just, that we're a bypass entity. We're just using Pima County to distribute money to outside agencies. That's all this is. That's there, it. There's no buddies in marketing that they know. I'm just kidding. Now, the thing about it, they're going to spend... St- maybe Stiletto's getting another yeah, contract. $6 million, right? So they're going to do... So they want K through 12, and they're going to spend money on radio, TV, and newspapers. Yes. And which then, none, no one from K-12 is reading. And that, yeah, <laughs> because they can't, because they haven't gone to school. The literacy rates are so low. I mean, so if you're not doing all online marketing, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. So, and here's the second piece. Of here's this. Jimmy, the seven-year-old, reading Tim Steller's uh, <laughs> column about Juan Siscomani. He speaks Spanish. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The second part of this, they're going to contract with the National <laughs> Council for Mental Well-Being. Hey, we only got 33 seconds. I okay. just noticed. So they're going to get uh, educate up to 64 teachers and youth to provide wraparound services. You know, my thing about this I'm is... I'm scared of it. number 29, COVID containment. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, we're going to start We're gonna start up the uh, contact tracing again. Oh, paradigm, baby. Woof. Cha-ching. These are cash cows. That's all this is. Paradigm's going to be number one on that list from Inc. Magazine, the way this is going. I want to see when all this COVID money goes away. Let's, let's project. Let's have a contest. What number do we think they're going to drop to the minute all this COVID money goes away?